I don't know how many of you take, uh, read the Shiny Mission post online, but Evie, I, was, so I read this morning, got caught up on the headlines from Shiny Mission post, and I saw a picture of Evie in one of the articles. She is, uh, she is part of her class at school, is doing something on, on environmental justice. And she is, uh, she is quoted in the story. So if you want to go out there and read what Evie is off there doing, our kids are amazing. So anyway, I'm, I'm a little proud of her, so. On a few occasions that this has happened where someone has come to talk with me about the idea that they feel like they need to go and buy a gun. And with all the gun violence and with all people carrying guns, they, they felt like it is the only way to stay safe. And they're not alone. And, and you've probably heard these statistics too, they've been they're in the news often, that in the United States, in the United States right now, that there are more guns than people, and that, that's true. But in the past few years alone, since 2020, nearly 80 million guns have been sold. And that's according to the FBI. That is more guns sold in two years than exist in total in the, next, in, a, in the nation that has the next number of guns, which is India. The more guns that are sold, the, the more people feel like they need to arm themselves for protection. Now, for those of you who don't know about Mandalorians, and I'm, I'm just, okay, this is a quiz. How many of you know anything about Mandalorians? Raise your hand. How many of you have never heard of Mandalorians until this series? Okay, so yeah, we're, we're divided. Okay, we're, we are a house divided on this one. But here's what you gotta know about Mandalorians. In the Star Wars universe, Mandalore is a planet that is, has been continually ravaged by wars. The people, Mandalorians, are divided into factions, into houses. And those houses battle for supremacy. And Mandalorians are known for their armor. And I had hoped, I do not own Mandalorian armor, but I had hoped we'd have some cosplayers here in the Mandalorian armor, but they, are, they have this armor which is handed down from generation to generation. You, you receive your armor. And in the popular TV series that's on now, the main character is a foundling, an orphan adopted by this conservative religious faction of Mandalorians and this group is led by the armor. And she makes this special armor for foundlings. And so she makes the armor that our show's protagonist, Din Djarim, has. Take a, take a look. When one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. How can one be a coward if one chooses this way of life? Have you ever removed your helmet? No. Has it ever been removed by others? Never. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. The foundlings are 
brought up in this tribe. And they are then expected to find new orphans to bring into the sect, to be, to be raised within the religion. Now, early on in the series, Din Djarin is asked to set down his rifle. And here's his response. You need to drop your rifle. I'm a Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. Weapons are part of my religion. In this nation, which claims over half of its population as being religiously Christian, although that's a shrinking margin, what is our relationship with weapons? Jesus came to his disciples and said to them, Will you sleep and rest all night? Look, the time has come for the human one to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. Look, here comes my betrayer. While Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came. With him was a large crowd carrying swords and clubs. They had been sent by the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayer had given them a sign, arrest the man I kiss. Just then he came to Jesus and said, hello, Rabbi. Then he kissed him. But Jesus said to him, friend, do what you came to do. Then they came and grabbed Jesus and arrested him. One of those with Jesus reached for his sword. Striking the high priest's slave, he cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, put the sword back into its place. All those who use the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think I'm not able to ask my father and he will send to me more than 12 legions of angels right away? One of the core values of Jesus is nonviolence, peacemaking. His way is not the way of the Mandalore. His kingdom is rooted in this hope for peace. Uvalde, Sandy Hook, the JCC just a few miles from here with those who use weapons to prey upon other human beings. And I have asked the same question that our scriptures have asked us, that you find the same question in our scriptures multiple times. Are we to be put to death all day long for God's sake? Are we to be treated like sheep for the slaughter? Is it cowardice or is it hypocritical even to ask our, our police and our soldiers to be in harm's way to keep us safe? Jesus' own followers, they wanted to take up arms to defend themselves and their nation. They wanted to. And then we heard Jesus say, 
All those who live by the sword will die by the sword. But there are different versions of Jesus' arrest story in our scriptures. Luke's version of what happened that night is a little bit different. Take a listen. Jesus said to them, when I sent you out without a wallet, bag, or sandals, you didn't lack anything, did you? They said, nothing. But then he said to them, but now whoever has a wallet must take it, and likewise a bag. And those who don't own a sword must sell their clothes and buy one. I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in relation to me. And he was counted among criminals. Indeed, what's written about me is nearing completion. They said to him, Lord, look, here are two swords. These people who had been traveling with Jesus for years... They'd heard him speak about, you know, turning the other cheek when struck and about praying for their enemies. And they, they watched him heal even the people of the occupying army. These same people, the moment he refers to a scripture and says something about buying a sword, they get all excited. Ooh, buy a sword? Well, look, it just so happens that we have a couple that are right here. And right after they point that, that out, Jesus says back to them, he says, enough of that. It is likely, it's likely that because these guys had swords when Jesus was arrested, it's because they were armed that Jesus received the death sentence from the Romans. In a way, these two guys fulfilled the scripture that Jesus said because he would be counted as criminals because they were armed. But I digress. What is clear, though, is that Jesus' followers were not then, nor are they now, convinced not to have weapons to be part of their religion. Was Jesus wrong? Would I not defend my family or my flock if someone tried to harm them? Isn't that what shepherds do? Defend against predators? So I'm going to pause, because I'm not sure if I could allow those I love to be harmed without defending them. I'm not even sure that I should. I plan these, these worship series months in advance, and I have prayerfully considered this week's message for a long time. And I've considered the input and the wisdom of many people in my lives, from my, from my Buddhist Tai Chi instructor who teaches me how to use a bow staff as a weapon. We are both people who are committed to peace. And yet, 
We study weapon. And I've considered our own, our own wisdom from our, from our own Jan Parkinson in his book, Soldier Without a Gun, which I, I highly recommend for you to read. Jan, I know he's, he and Jane are recovering from COVID right now, but if they're connecting, I want to say how much that book meant to me. I, I've had many conversations with the police officers that I serve as a chaplain, with soldiers and sailors who serve to keep the nation safe. A friend of mine who's known me since we were kids, we talked about this and he said, Aaron, you are a kind soul. You always have been. But I would never want to be in your way if someone was threatening your family or the people you love. You have, you have to be honest with that part of who you are. And I didn't like it. I am capable of violence. I know that. I think most people are capable. And that's precisely, precisely why we need Jesus. We need his way now more than ever. Because without changing, without altering from the path that we are on, without transformation, humanity may be doomed to destroy itself. Jesus teaches again and again that it is not just our actions, our violence, but it's our intent. It's what's in our hearts that matters. Because it's out of the condition of the heart that we act in the world. And Jesus teaches that we can learn to control ourselves. We can change. And if we're seeking weapons with a fear, fearful or with anger or vengeful hearts, then maybe we need to make a different decision about what we're doing. And for Jan, thank you for that message. And yet, if we do bear arms, hoping never to use them, to be a shepherd against predators, thank you, police officers. I fear today that my message may have failed my Lord Jesus. Because perhaps, like those sword-carrying disciples of so long ago, I, so far on my journey, lack the complete trust in Jesus' way. Maybe the way of the Mandalore is too tempting. If so, I ask for his grace and his guidance to grow. And I ask your pardon for not being able to just preach definitively on this difficult subject. This is a messy world, and the answers are not always easy. Jesus chose to die rather than to call for violence, even in his own defense. And yet, we are called to shepherd, to care and protect others. In my, in my life's journey in Jesus' way, I'd like to share these words that help to guide my heart. 
Bless people who harass you. Bless. And don't curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and then cry with those who are crying. And I want you to consider everyone as equal. Don't think that you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. Don't think that you're so smart. Don't pay anyone back for their evil actions with evil actions. But show respect for that which everyone believes is good. If possible, to the best of your ability, live at peace with all people. Don't try to get revenge for yourself, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. It is written, revenge belongs to God. Instead, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. By doing this, you will, you will pile coals of fire upon his head. Don't be defeated by evil. But defeat the evil, even that inside, with good. This is the way.